Um, and as we turn to our scripture for the day, you know, over the centuries, over the millennia, uh, folks have turned to the Psalms, uh, the songbook of the Hebrew scriptures, the songbook of the Bible, um, as a way of sustaining ourselves along the way. And so uh, this morning we come to uh, one of the most beautiful of the Psalms, Psalm 121. And Raquel is going to come and read that for us. Thank you, Reverend Scott. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. God will not let your foot slip. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, the one who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. God is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. They will watch over your life. God will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. We celebrate the written word of scripture. Thanks be to God. We celebrate the living word, Christ among us. Thanks be to God. Beloved, if you would pray with me. God, we are grateful that even in this moment, this season of uh, stress, that you continue to give us space for sanctuary. We pray for those who have been intimately affected by the pandemics of COVID-19, by racism, by these fires that continue to rage throughout California. I ask in this sacred moment that you have called me to preach that I would decrease and you would increase and speak a word to these your people that they might be fortified for the journey ahead. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So uh, I want to read to you a poem from Langston Hughes. The poem is called I've Seen Rivers. I've known rivers. I've known rivers ancient as the world and older than the flow of human blood in human veins. My soul has grown deep like rivers. I bathed in the Euphrates when dawns were young. I built my hut near the Congo and it lulled me to sleep. I looked upon the Nile and raised the pyramids above it. I heard the singing of the Mississippi when Abe Lincoln went down to New Orleans and I've seen its muddy bosom turned all golden in the sunset. I've known rivers, ancient, dusky rivers. My soul has grown deep like rivers. I used to love this poem as a kid. Uh, my parents were not 
traveling people. We were moving people, but not traveling people. We moved because we had to. My dad was a drill sergeant, so we went from post to post when it was necessary. But the only vacations we took were to Larry, Georgia and Clearview, Oklahoma. Um, don't bother looking on a map. You won't find them. They're too small. Uh, so as an adult, uh, I found a love for travel. As a child, I had to imagine the movement and I found that imagination and connection in poems like this one from Langston Hughes, a poem that he wrote uh, when he was traveling to Mexico at 17 years old to get to his father. So this poem that has set, sat with me through a good portion of my life uh, brought me into this moment as an adult where I could travel. It was, I, I could do what I wanted to do. I wasn't bound to my parents' whims anymore. And so those who know me uh, know, again, I love to travel. Hear what I'm saying to you. I, I, I love to, to travel. I, I love the destinations, the being immersed in the, the cultures, meeting new people, learning new histories and ways of being. I love that feeling of being outside of your comfort zone. I love trying new foods and going new places. I, I love to travel. And, and, and I'm so peculiar in my love to, for travel that it's not confined to the destination. I love buying the plane ticket and making arrangements. I love airports and plane routines. I, 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 so I have to admit that the past six months, um, they felt like I've, I've been caged or trapped or sometimes uh, maybe more tragically, like I, I'm on a road to nowhere. And so I've had to reimagine for myself what it means to be on a journey. And if I'm being honest, the last six months, the inability to physically change scenery, the inability to immerse myself in something outside of myself have set me on an interior journey that have left me asking questions about purpose and mission and my relationship with God and with other people. And I realized that there's something similar about every kind of journey that we go on in this life. And so it brought me to this collection of Psalms between Psalm 120 and Psalm 134. Uh, all of these Psalms, uh, bear the superscription Shir Hamaha Alot, which can be translated as songs of ascent. These psalms are likely collected to be used in conjunction with pilgrimages, journeys to Jerusalem, the holy city. And in, in the case of this psalm in particular, scholars over the years have tried to make sense of where this pilgrim was coming from, where this psalmist was orienting himself. Some have suggested that because the psalm references the mountains and the hills, that it may point to the reality that this traveler had a military background.
and that his orientation uh, was in, towards the mountains and the hills was indicative of his concern for terrain uh, as strategic ground. Still others have argued that which is more common that the psalm is to be understood as a liturgical blessing for someone who is about to leave on a journey. Regardless of the psalmist's point of orient orientation or origin, what is clear is that the psalm has meaning for those of us who know that God calls us to journeys, both large and small, journeys that are physical, spiritual, and emotional. And what I love most about this psalm is that it has three moves that I think maybe can inform how we live in this time of pandemic, in this time of unrest and unease. And the moves are simply this. The first, the, the psalmist begins by asking a question. I know what you're thinking, where, where's the question? Uh, some people have translated this first verse of the text to say, I lift up the hills from which comes my help and have done so in the declarative. They've made it a statement. But what we know about Hebrew poetry is often this kind of word order because the, uh, the Hebrew writers didn't have punctuation the way that we have punctuation. What they did was to shift the word order to leave open the possibility of a question. And so I want to suggest to you today that what we see at the very beginning of this psalm in verse 1 maybe sits somewhere between statement and question. That it's not an either or, but a both and. And it is the space that we should be called into as people of faith. That we are looking to the hills from which our help comes period, and that we are looking to the hills, asking, God, where is your help going to come from? And we serve a God who is able to live with us in that tension of both knowing and asking in uncertain times. The majesty of God's creation leaves us with a sense of surety and disorientation all at once. And so as we live in this space, we have got to learn to be sure and to be unsure, to be certain that God is with us and still looking inquisitively at the ways that God might show up. The psalmist knew that God was there, but maybe just didn't understand exactly where. And there's something comforting for me about knowing that we know and that we can live in the questions of life. And so after this psalmist stands and asks the question and makes the statement, God, where are you? God, you're there. The psalmist confesses something about his own reality. And I think in this season, we are going to have to learn 
to confess our truths. It has been my practice every day in this pandemic to wake up and say, God, thank you. And God, this sucks. This is horrible. I'm over it. I don't want this anymore. I want to be able to hug my friends, to, to give a handshake, to go wherever I want to go, to move, to live the way that I used to live my life. And even if things have to be a little bit different, I want, I want to return to some semblance of normalcy. This journey requires honesty and transparency. Individually and collectively, we will not make it through this if we can't be honest with ourselves and with one another, and most importantly, with God. We have to be willing to acknowledge the best and worst parts of our journeys. We have to be willing to see the sun shining and acknowledge the rain falling. And sometimes we will find joy and laughter and we can smile when we feel like it. But sometimes we need to cry. We need to scream. We need to yell. We need to rage. And we need to know that God can absorb the range of our emotions. If we cannot be honest with ourselves and honest with God about where we are in life, why live in this relationship with God? I don't date people. You don't marry people that you have to lie to on a daily basis about where you are. And so if you don't have friends or live in intimate relationships with people that are based on falsehoods and facades, why would we do it with God? The journey requires our transparency and our honesty. And we should know that when we ask the questions and make the statements and confess our truths, that there is this beautiful moment at the end of the psalm when the, when the traveler is given a priestly blessing. The liturgical sending out that lets this traveler and maybe every traveler, both physical, emotional, and spiritual traveler, know that the Lord is with you. Friends, as we move in these moments, whether it's a walk down your street, round the block, whether you have to get on a plane or go to the grocery store. Look for your blessing. The blessings may not seem as big as they used to, but they are always there. Search for God's blessing on your life. Look for the miracles. Acknowledge the moments that you can touch someone's hand. <sighs> Take a breath and remember that for so many people who have been caught up in this 
disease of COVID-19 that breathing is hard. And so it's a miracle for those of us who can do it. Think of the gift of friendship as miraculous and know that we will make it through this journey as we make it through every journey in life because of God's grace, God's mercy, and God's peace. This is the beauty of the journey, is to pick up the best and worst moments and move through life. That's the beauty of rivers. They flow regardless of what debris or what scenery is, is there. They flow. Beloved, be the muddy river that accumulates all of the things that God has created and shines in the midst of it. Amen.